Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. What is up, guys? Sophia here, back with another topic. If you are new to my channel, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can stay updated on all of my content. And also, don't forget to check the description box because I always put a lot of stuff in there, such as my book specifically for single Christian women, as well as my Facebook group that is open now. But we are officially launching 1-2021. If you want to read a bi- the Bible, the entire Bible, in a year, we're going to be doing that together. Don't forget to just join now just because I'll be sharing tips and tricks up until then. So what we're going to be talking about today is basically Rachel, Leah, and Jacob, which is a horrific love triangle. But I want to take a new twist on it because I think oftentimes when people read the story of Jacob and Rachel, it's kind of glorified like, oh, they just fell in love and blah, blah, blah. But you know, and I did another video on them that I will link down in the description box where I talk about lust versus love. Because as I began to read this read this Bible um, story, again, I began to realize that Jacob was completely in lust with Rachel and he could not differentiate the difference between a good woman and a superficial woman. Because if we go into the Bible, which is why it's so important for you to kind of read your Bible, even if you read it before from front to cover, even again, I have, I'm reading it again because I feel like God will reveal different things to you Um, as you read certain stories again and again. And so this particular time when I was going over the story of Jacob, Rachel, and Leah, I saw it from a different perspective that really Jacob suffered from what so many men suffer from And that is the inability to recognize a good woman. So I'm going to go ahead and get into what I mean. So the first time that Jacob saw Rachel, and we see this in Genesis 10, 11, when Jacob saw his cousin, Rachel, the daughter of Lebanon, his mother's brother and Lebanon's sheep, he came up and rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well and watered the flock of Lebanon, his uncle. Then Jacob kissed Rachel in greeting and he raised his voice and he wept. So immediately after that, Jacob went, was like, oh, I want to marry Rachel. But when you think about it, marry her for what? He did not know this woman at all. He literally just saw her. He thought that she was beautiful and he somehow felt that this was his soulmate. The reason why we see that is because we go to Genesis 29, 16 through 17, and it specifically says that Lebanon had two daughters. The older name was Leah. And the name of the younger ones was Rachel's. Then it says Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. And then it says Jacob loved Rachel. So he said, I will serve and hired as a workman for seven years in return for the privilege of marrying Rachel, your youngest daughter. So really, he just made an assumption based off her beauty and based off her appearance that she was automatically the best choice in order to marry And I think a lot of women can get caught up in this superficiality of wanting just to appear beautiful or just be beautiful. And nothing's wrong with that. I personally believe that you should be the best version of yourself. But I also don't believe that you should rest on that as a way in order to find love. Like, oh, I'm just pretty or I'm just beautiful and a man should just love me simply for that. Because marriage requires or relationships require something deeper than that. And if we go into the love triangle of Jay, 
Jacob, Leah, and Rachel, we will come to see that Rachel was very problematic. Yes, she was beautiful in form and appearance, but really she was not a good woman, not to her husband. And she was relatively selfish because after the seven years happened, you know, he got tricked into marrying Leah first and then he had this hissy fit. And so then he also married Rachel. And then the God very, felt actually sorry for um, Leah. And so if you go to Genesis 29, 30, 31, it says, so Jacob consummated his marriage and lived with Rachel as his wife. And he loved Rachel more than Leah. And he served with Lebanon another seven years. Now, when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he made her able to bear children, but Rachel was barren. Because I think, and this is not to say anything about people who have issues having children, but I think that God was able to see the character of who Leah was versus the character of who Rachel was. And so when we go into the problems of Rachel, first we need to realize is that Rachel was very jealous and she was very selfish. The first way that we see this is if we go to Genesis 31, when Rachel saw that she conceived no children for Jacob, she envied her sister and said to Jacob, give me children or else I will die. And then Jacob goes into this thing where he gets into an argument with her like, oh, am I God? Is this my fault? Which really it's not his fault. If he's having sex with her, you know, you can't really determine if she conceives or not. So basically she wasn't happy for her sister, which I get it. Your sister married your husband, but in the same token, that was not Leah's fault. That was something that their father did. And this was not the only aspect that we see that Rachel was very selfish. The second time is when Reuben, which is the eldest son of Leah, went to find some mandrakes in the field and he brought them to Leah. And Rachel said, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. And this is in Genesis 30, 14 through 15. But Leah answered, is it a small thing that you have taken my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? So Rachel said, Jacob shall sleep with you tonight in exchange for your son's mandrakes. The reason why I bring this up is because legit, does this sound like somebody who really loves Jacob? Rachel was very selfish in the sense that she was just out for herself. She just wanted some food and she was like, okay, well you can have Jacob. He could go sleep with you and I just want some food and whatever, right? And so really when you think about the idea of a wife and a husband, why would she just openly do that for some food? I think that that definitely speaks towards her character. And poor Leah, prior to this point, she was popping out babies. She was popping out kids. She was trying to do everything within her ability to try to make her husband love her. She really was being a good wife. However, Jacob still did not love her. And you have to think why. First of all, Rachel was very envious. And then at this point, Rachel was willing to toss Jacob out with the wash just for some food. And Jacob was still like, oh, Rachel is my one and true love. Simply because, like I said, he saw her first and he was like, oh, she's very beautiful. And so that's what I talk about when you kind of measure superficiality to actual true love that a lot of people, men, women included, sometimes we attract ourselves to the wrong thing based off of looks and we don't even necessarily evaluate the type of person that they are and if they are a good person for us. Because really, you know, when you go through all of this as a spouse, you would much rather prefer a Leah over a Rachel. So then when we, after the whole Mandrake situation, 
um, Leah end up getting pregnant. And Leah said, God has endowed me with a good marriage gift for my husband. Now he will live with me regarding me with his honor as his wife because I have given birth to six sons. And so that's in Genesis 30, 20, 21. The reason why I bring this up is because if you remember um, in the earlier verse in Genesis 29, Jacob literally kind of abandoned Leah and he was living with Rachel as his wife. And it's like Leah was like trying to trade nights basically with her sister in order to sleep with her own husband. And every time she gave birth and that this time she was like, oh, God has blessed me. I'm giving him six sons. Surely he will love me now. But he didn't love her. And really there was no real reason for that. And I think a lot of it is because Jacob really did not know what love was and did not know what loyalty was. And I think a lot of men or people in general will tend to glamorize a woman and portray who they want the woman to be in their own, you know, portray who they want the woman to be. And that's not actually who the woman is. Because when Jacob first saw Rachel, he knew that there were certain stipulations that she had to come from a certain family line and all this, that, and the third. And that's why he fell so head over heels for Rachel. But really, Leah could have fulfilled that thing too. And who's to say that the reason why God allowed the trickery to happen is because Leah may have been the one for him, but because he could not get over the fact that he was so obsessed with Rachel and how he looked, he really could not see that. Because then after it came time for Jacob to leave because he had served his time with Rachel and Leah's father, what Rachel did once again was she acted out of selfishness. She took the idol so she she took her father's idols and this is in Genesis 31 34 through 35 now Rachel had taken the household idols and put them in the camel saddlebag and sat them Lebanon searched all her tent but did not find them so Rachel said to her father do not be displeased my lord that I cannot rise before you for the manner of women is upon me and I am unwell he searched further but he did not find the household items so basically Jacob was getting ready to leave Rachel out of spite took the household idols her father household idols Labnon came to chase after Jacob accused him of thievery Jacob had no idea that um that Rachel had taken the idols and then he was basically like you can search my whole household and if you find these households um if you find your idols among you know the household then you can kill the person who has them so that's when we went into the now Rachel had taken the household items and then she put them in the camel saddles bag and she intentionally hid them and then she was like oh don't be displeased with me because I cannot rise and but you knew daggone well that you stole those idols and you knew daggone well that you put your husband in a bad position because now he's looking like a thief and he sent up there lying on your behalf and had she gotten caught then she would have then Jacob would have had to uphold his word or either go to war for her because he literally said if your idols are found then that person can die but the reason why I'm bringing this up is because once again we see Rachel's selfishness so the reason why I'm bringing all of this up because I think a lot of the time especially in this day and age of social media portraying yourself a certain way people tend to value the wrong things this is not to say that oh we can't be with somebody who we are attracted to but certainly we want that but attraction is not everything and ultimately attraction and going for that solely can also lead you into it can actually keep you away from a good person because at this point we don't have polygamy right and so and so this is not a situation where 
where you could be like Jacob, where you just marrying both people and you can compare and contrast. But really, his marriage with Leah could have been so much greater because let's take this back. Let's say had he came up on the scene, he saw Rachel and then he saw Leah and then he had worked the seven years and he got to know both of the sisters. It could have been very well that he may have, you know, found that Leah was a better person for him. But since he was so infatuated on Rachel for the seven years, that's who he fixed himself on. That's who he fixed his energy on, his direction, all his love and honor that he actually really overlooked a good woman that was faithful to him, that wanted to give him children, that wanted to cook for him, that was raising good children because apparently her oldest son was out catching food, that was obedient, that really wanted to value him and that loved him. He overlooked her for somebody who was a thief, for somebody who was selfish, and for somebody who was willing to trade, you know, him with, with his sister for some food. And so I think that there's two lessons that we can take here for women. You know, yes, as I always say, take personal pride in your appearance, be your best self, but never feel like you have to become this fake build a bear person in order to win a man over or you have to you know it, or feel like oh well I'm not beautiful enough or I'm not perfect enough and people always look me over because I don't look like an Instagram model or something because really and I always say this beauty is only skin deep and it will really only take you so far once somebody has actually joined themselves to you in marriage that you know you can't just look at somebody all day let's be real about that yeah you can be pretty but unless somebody gonna stare at you all day you know marriage Marriage and relationships take more than that. So don't just rely on what you look like and don't feel bad that if you're not, if you're comparing yourself to these, you know, fictitious <laughs> pictures that we see online and you're feeling like, oh, I can't measure up to that because nobody will want me. A real man should want to see you for you and want to look beyond appearances and should want to look for a Leah as opposed to a Rachel. And I also think that there's a lesson for men because I think men are like, oh, I want the prettiest person or the prettiest woman on my arm and it's like okay that's great and that's fine but is she going to be a good mother is she going to raise your kids correctly is she going to you know be a good person to have in your household is she going to be loyal to you is she going to love unconditionally or is she going to steal from you like Rachel and kind of want to do things selfishly and act on her own behalf without thinking about you within the marriage and see these are the bigger things that make up a relationship over just looking for visual superficiality first and then being like oh this is the one and you actually haven't gotten to know that person all right guys so I definitely hope that that helped you don't forget to check the description box and join my Facebook group it will be closing um 12 31 and you won't be able to join after that you can join now and I'll be posting updates in the group from now up until then the group will include um also as we start reading worksheets also free bible study videos so I think that this will be very cool because oftentimes when we read the Bible together, you may get something different from each Bible story each time we read it that is not necessarily um, the stereotypical, you know, just like with Jacob and Rachel. Normally we see a love story, but then as I read it again, I saw something completely different, right? So there's always different perspectives to what can be taken out of the Bible. And I think that this is an opportunity for us all to learn together. So thank you guys so much for watching and I will see you guys another day, another time. Bye-bye y'all.